श्री गुरु वैष्णव गुरु परंपरा की जाए ग्रंथराज श्रीमद भागवतम की जाए बहुत प्रेम speaks of the good qualities of Vyas. He has spoken about the virtues of literature and composition that is constituted of glorification of Bhagavan as well as action. And in contrast to that literature and whatnot, that is an action that is... Uh, devoid of achutyabhava, achutyabhava varjita, and the uh, utility of that, the uselessness of that, in strong terms. And um, in three verses, and as I mentioned last night, these are three important verses, the fact, um, the support of this uh, is lies in the fact that uh, the verses are repeated again at the end of the uh, the tome, the 12th canto, 12th chapter. And so having uh, made some very strong points to Vyas, who's feeling some despondency despite his uh, compositions, despite his... uh, Actions despite his knowledge. Hmm. Nard here and advises him now what to do. Hmm. And in this context, he says some nice things about him. He glorifies him. He speaks of his his um, adhikar, his eligibility, hmm, which was not little. After all, he's uh, compiled all of the sacred texts and so forth. He's self-realized, and uh, and so on and so forth. And so he says, "A whole ato." Therefore, so some conclusion here to a section, subsection within the section, the greater section of Nard's instructions to Vyas. Therefore, Mahabhaga, you who are greatly Bhag, fortunate, this means here. Hmm? The, the good fortune of the jiva is, of course, uh, sadhu sangha. Brahmanda brahmite kon bhagyavan jiv, guru krishna prasade bhai bhakti latuvich. So the bhagya of the jiva, the luck, the good fortune is that... Um, he receives, comes in touch with 
sadhus, the Vaishnavas, sadhu sangha, this creates good fortune. They are moving, as we've discussed uh, numerous times, under a different influence. The Gita says, Mahatmanastamam parta daivim prakritim ashrita. So they're not moving under the force of karma or the uh, maya shakti, but daivim prakritim ashritam. They are sheltered under a, another, prakriti means nature, but a divine nature. So this means a surup shakti. With, with, uh, this is, and this is bhakti. Bhakti is the indeed the, the essence, the very essence of the surup shakti. Mm-hmm. So they are moving under this influence of, uh, of, of bhakti in the world, not, that means to say, under the influence of cause and effect. So they are beyond hetu, ahitu, means ahituki, without any uh, motive, without any um, without any cause. They're beyond cause and effect. Ahitu means without cause. So they're moving out of love, in other words, love for Bhagavan. Not they're not forced to move. They're independent of material nature. We are moving under the force of material nature, under the force of the uh, the fruits, if you will, of the seeds that we have sown. Hmm? I owe, I owe, so off to work I go, it is said. So <laughs> so the sadhu is moving under a different influence and different terms are used to describe this. Ahitu, we one of them. What is that other one I like? Famous in Bhagavatam, the, the, uh, the sadhu is yadrichchaya, yadrichchaya. So free, hmm? uh, not under the influence of cause and effect, under the influence of karma. Hmm? And such persons, therefore, create our good fortune. They make uh, a window for us of opportunity that we can go through. They are like the uh, court-appointed attorney that comes to help us when we've maxed out on our credit cards and we are living only to pay the debt with no freedom to do anything else. So if we declare bankruptcy, we get a lawyer, something like that, then we come under some protection. This is the idea, this is the good fortune then of the jeeva and the grand, the, and Krishna arranges this. This is the statement of Chaitanya Charitamrita, Brahmanda Brahmite Kon, wandering throughout the universe, Brahmanda Brahmite Kon, Bhagavan Jeeva, the Jeev becomes fortunate. Guru Krishna, because by the grace of Krishna, that jiva gets the guru. By the grace of the guru, that jiva gets Krishna. So Krishna is arranging this. Hmm? Therefore, we should honor faith. Faith is not the doormat to wipe our feet on. As if this is the deity. Hmm? Wherever she appears, then we shall honor that. So, Vyasa, is, this is his guru. Narada, hmm? and uh, he speaks Narada here of the qualifications of his disciples. So often we are curious to know the qualifications of the guru, 
And uh, we would do well to know the qualifications of the student. Without knowing them, without having them, then our capacity, our ability to understand the presence of the sadhu will be uh, limited. So he has very nice qualities here, Yas. He's, uh, he's greatly fortunate, of course. This refers to his lineage and, uh, and uh, his accomplishments and so on and so forth. So, Ato Mahabhaga, Bhagavan Amogalrik, Suchisava, Satyarato, Dhritavata. These are all wonderful qualities of Yas. He is Amogadrik. I mean, Rik means to see. So he can see. His seeing is without... Uh, it's amoga. It's without. Um, it's uh, it's clear. It's uh, it's not contaminated in his vision. Um, he his shruti His hearing is uh, also pure. His senses have been purified. The idea is here. Hmm? Uh, his shrava also means can mean famous. Prabhupada translates it here, so he's has he's uh, pure and, uh, and 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 famous and, and for good for good reasons. His uh, his purity is means to say is, is well known. This is a, a well known fact, well established. Satyo Satyarato, he's uh, truthful. He's uh, he has. Uh, Taken a, a vow of truthfulness, or he's, he's committed to truthfulness. He is um, thoroughly honest. Truthfulness, satam, is another word for devotee. Satam prasanga mamavirya samvito. So you get the association of the truthful, honest people. Difficult. And dhritavata, so in all of his. Uh, commitments, his vows, he is very uh, firm, fixed up. So, this kind of person, he says to him, Urukumasyakila, Pandamukte, Samadhinanusmanatadmiteshtitam. Because of all of your qualities, you are at a point where you can actually sit and enter into Samadhi. Samadhi Nanusmara Tadbicheshtitam. And what will that samadhi be then? There's different types of samadhi. He says you should enter into a samadhi, Uruka Masyakila, Muktabandhe. There's someone named Urukram. Uru Kram. Kram means step, and Uru means wonderful. Who's a good stepper? <laughs> uh, and whose steps are such, are wonderful, to what measure? To the extent that mukta bandhaye, hmm? uh, or bandha muktaye, I should say, that, that, that they can, um, that they, they bring about freedom from material existence. So there is a kind of movement, the idea here is. The word Urukram is, is the name for Bhagavan, for Krishna, of course. It's used 
beautifully a well good 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 a, a beautiful a perfect name to to uh, employ here hmm? is he's speaking about the movement of the absolute he's speaking about lila tadvicheshtitam samadhinamusmara you should enter into samadhi on the leelas on the pastimes of krishna which are movement his steps are wonderful because why many reasons but one of which is well brahman is everywhere So if someone is everywhere, how can they move? Still he moves. Brahman is everywhere, and still he is moving. These are wonderful steps. He is the, the dancing god that Nietzsche said, if there is one, that's what he must be doing. He must be dancing. So this is a different kind of samadhi. A very... Uh, a different kind of samadhi. This this samadhi that he will enter into at the recommendation at the of uh, of on the instruction of of uh, Nard, who will go on from here to further establish the position that he's he's taking by way of deprecating at uh, next what he, Vyas has done in the name of helping others, uh, which isn't sufficiently filled with direct glorification of Bhagavan, which hasn't told the story hmm? of Urukram, Urukram, Krishna, hmm? the beautiful dancing God. This is the story, of course, of Srimad Bhagavatam, hmm? Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? It, is, it, is the, it, is the, it is the story of Bhagavan under the influence of Sri. That means he's dancing. Krishna says, the pen of the venerable Krishna Kaviraj Goswami, Ameshisha Guru Natha, Radikar Premera Unmata. Amishisha, I am the Shisha, I am the disciple, Guru Natha. And with regard to Natha, dancing, you are my Guru. Radikar Prem, the Prem of of Radhika, Radhika Premera Unmata. It drives me mad. Hmm? This is his position. I am the disciple. This is Krishna has different gurus, not one. <laughs> Baladev is his Mariota Purush guru, his older brother, watching over his behavior and, and advising him how to conduct himself appropriately according to Dharma. Sandipani Muni, the Shaivite, in, um, after Krishna left Vrindavan, became his uh, Diksha Guru. No Vaishnava would become his Guru. <laughs> so he had a Shaivite Guru, Sandipani Muni. You see, this is just one example of how Gaudiya Vaishnavism resolves these, these uh, wars between the Vaishnavas and the Shaivites. Uh, going on in other, other places. Just one example. Hmm. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu resolved this in his uh, in his tours in South India, entering the uh, Shiva temples, honoring Shiva and so forth in ways that Ramanuja and Madhva would, would never do, hmm. given the stance they had taken against Mayavad and its propagation by Shankar, who is the avatar Shiva and so forth. Hmm. The full picture is coming in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So anyway, 
Yel Shaivaita's guru, that is his Diksha guru, his Ragmarg guru, this is Radha. And uh, he is the dancing god, and in this regard he has, he has a teacher, that is her praying. So to Vyasa's uh, advice to meditate on, on, on this person, whose steps are wonderful. They're not like the steps of this world. In other words, movement in this world is, um, is, uh, implicates us. It uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, fosters bondage. So we may think that stop moving is to end bondage, but this has been thoroughly dealt with in the previous verse to do nothing, to stop action through the knowledge that action in relation to temporary things is problematic. This is not the whole picture. How to move, that is, that is the full picture. And so that is the difference between karma and lila. They may look similar, but they're very different. Lila is the movement out of fullness. Karma is the movement out of emptiness out of a sense of necessity, owing, owing to identification with matter, we, we have a perceived necessity, and so we're moving to, to meet that necessity. Realism is a movement that, out of fullness, when you're just completely happy, sometimes you move joyfully. This is the idea. This is, a, this is the static, dynamic, Vedabed nature of uh, the prayojan tattva of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the ideal, the goal, the fruit of our, of our practice, of our culture. It is static in that it's, it's still in relation to matter. It's not, it doesn't constitute any movement in relation to the impermanent. At the same time, it's dynamic and it is moving in relation to Bhagwan. As I've said many times, we are all driven in this world for in pursuit of love. And so we are moving to find love. And when we find love, what do we do? Do we stop for a moment only and then moving again in another orbit? Hmm? So this is just a material example, but... Uh, the idea is that, that uh, love is not, uh, it's still and moving at the same time. Hmm? You've found what you've been looking for, you can rest for a moment, but the nature of what you're looking for is that it is full of dynamic movement that's not unsettling, ultimately, is the idea. Hmm? So, he is speaking about entering into a samadhi, that consists in which the pastimes of Bhagavan Sri Krishna will appear in the mind, in the heart. This is a very different uh, kind of samadhi that uh, than the yogis and uh, the, the gyanis and so forth are interested in. Later we'll find this this statement here uh, of uh, this instruction here of Narada as to what. Vyasa should do. He's talking, has been talking about the problem. Why he has a problem? What's the nature of the problem? Now what to do about the problem? This is a very important verse. What to do about the problem? You should do this. 
you should enter into samadhi and meditation on the pastimes of Urukrama, Krishna. In uh, two chapters later, the seventh chapter, we find what Vyas experienced in that samadhi. This is the central hub of the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. Jiva Goswami has very ingeniously uh, advised us that if we want to understand Srimad Bhagavatam, I mean, there are 18,000 verses and it seems to be saying different things in different places. Sometimes some statements may seem to be even contradictory and so forth. How are we going to sort all this out? He says, well, very simply, and no one before him had come up with this. And when, we, when I tell it to you, you'll think, well, how else would you do it? Obviously. But common sense is not so common. Common sense is bhakti, really. Pujapada Chidamaraj once gave the example of Alexander. Alexander the Great, who conquered India. And it was said, whoever could undo the Gordian knot would conquer India. So, so many great big warriors came and tried to untie that knot, and they were unsuccessful. And the young lad, Alexander, came and said, I can, I can untie the knot. And they laughed at him, but he pulled out his sword and cut it. And they said, oh, anybody could have done that. Mm-hmm. And of course, he became Alexander the Great. He conquered India. Mm-hmm. A little common sense. It was said about Columbus, too, that whoever would stand, could stand an egg on its end will be able to cross the ocean. So try, try standing an egg on its end. It'll, it'll roll over. Right? So Columbus said, I can do it. So he took the egg and went like that, made a little dent in it, and stood it up. People said, well, anyway, I, I could have done that. He crossed the ocean. So a little common sense is, is uh, hard to come by. Bhakti is something like that. Some very common sense. Uh, moving in terms of tyag and bog, jnana and karma. Neither one is satisfy, satisfying us. How to come in the middle, how to make these two meaningful, that is bhakti. Yeah. Bhakti will harmonize the two tracks that our life is, is running on. It is a preoccupation with um, not the world. Uh, jnana is preoccupied with the world by way of trying to get away from it. Karma is preoccupied with the world by trying to Acquire it. So bhakti is otherworldly, but it's very much also how to live in this world appropriately. So, so Jiva Goswami said, "Well, if we want to understand Bhagavatam, then we it arose out of Vyasa's samadhi." Take us, for example, to this verse in his Sundarbas. Nard was uh, instructed Vyas to enter into samadhi on the pastimes of Krishna, and this is what gave rise to the Bhagavatam. This was, this was the solution. Bhagavatam is, after all, the pastimes of Bhagavan Sri Krishna. Other things are there. Hmm? Ten subjects of the Bhagavatam, but nine of them are sheltered and one of them is the shelter-giving subject. That is Sri Krishna. And there are nine subjects that are sheltered under him. And they're big subjects. Creation, the annihilation. In other words, he who is dancing with Radha is not an ordinary dancer. He's not an ordinary 
ordinary boy. He's doing all these other things as well. So support for all of this, building up to the smiling face, if you will, of the 10th Canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, which is what the book's really all about. Hmm? The book is about Srimad Bhagavatam. Sri means Radha. It means beautiful Bhagavat, the beautiful God. This is Krishna. What makes him beautiful? This is Radha's influence, the influence of the Sarup Shakti. Bhakti makes Bhagwan beautiful. In other words, Brahman turns into Bhagwan, Sri Krishna. You can say by the influence of Bhakti. Yeah, they say, who created the world? We say, God created the world. Someone says, who created God? We say, Krishna. God comes from Krishna. Where does Krishna come from? Comes from Radha. Where does Radha come from? From Krishna. So, this is again Vedabhate. So, at any rate, he says, Jiva Goswami says, well, let's look at this samadhi of Vyas. And the samadhi that he is instructed to enter into here, having the qualifications that he does to be able to do so, it's not just for anyone, we just sit down and, and do samadhi. Samadhi is, is the end product of yoga. In, in bhakti, we have uh, divisions of smaranam. Here is samadhi and usmara. Smaranam. It's a uh, dhyan, meditation. The, the, the general word is smaranam. We have shravanam, kirtanam, smaranam. These are the three main limbs of rag bhakti. Hearing, chanting, and remembering or meditating. And the hearing and chanting, they foster the meditation. Therefore, the great Bhaktisiddhanta Sosti Thakur uh, composed a beautiful poem, one of the most powerful lines of which is, Kirtana Prabhavi Smarana Subhavi. kind of defines him in terms of his approach to uh, explaining and disseminating Gaudiya Vaishnavism. Kirtana Prabhavi Smarana Subhavi. by the power, Prabhav, of Kirtan, Smarana Subhavi. Smaranam, or remembrance and meditation on one's inner nature, one swarup, that will come about by the force of kirtan. Indeed, Jiva Goswami advises, when he speaks about smaranam in his bhakti sandarbha, when he's going through the different uh, limbs of bhakti, the, the ninefold navalakshan bhakti given by pralad, shravanam, kirtanam, vishnu, smaranam, and so on, when he comes to smaranam, he emphasizes, he prefaces this whole discussion of smaranam with the emphasis on kirtan. Even if one can do smarnam, one should not give up kirtanam. We find in Brihad Bhagavatamrita, Gopu Kumar, he, to go the final leg, Kram Vikram, his story is a story of step-by-step um, -step liberation. Kram Vikram. Step-by-step. So, hmm? Scenic route, yeah. So he's going through all the different religious, theistic possibilities of conscious experience. It's a way Sanatana Goswami has, has devised, we could say, of showing us all the different possibilities. Anyway, and so he, he comes to, to the brudge. It's a long story, some of you are familiar with it. He comes to the brudge and, and where he started his journey, Gopakumar, and from there he finishes his journey. What does he do? 
he chants the names of Bhagawan, the favorite names of Bhagawan, names of Bhagawan that are relative to his own budding relationship with Bhagawan, names that describe him in ways that correspond with his particular sakirasa. He was a Priyanarma Saka, a friend of Krishna who is uh, uh, intimate enough to participate in his romantic life, assist him in his romantic life. So he chanted the names uh, that were very dear to him and meditated upon the pastimes. He didn't drop the chanting in the meditation. The two together, this enabled him to go the last step. So it's, um, it's um, an important point, emphasis on Kirtan, particularly in, uh, in Kali Yuga, and this is what Chaitanya Mahaprabhu gave. Hmm? He said that... Um, Nam nama kari bahuda nija sarva shakti stakarpita niyamita smarane nakala. You can smarane nakala. And any time you can meditate on these, on these names. He's, he's actually using the word smarana in the context of talking about kirtana. So, when he, and at any rate, going on to, 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 with an elaboration about smarana, Rupa Goswami delineates four or five different stages. Smarnam, which means basically any kind of remembrance of Bhagavan, even doing research, studying the Bhagavatam to understand uh, the, the life of Krishna and so forth and so on. This is uh, a beginning kind of idea of smarnam. Smarnam, dharna, uh, then the uh, conscious effort to withdraw. Hmm? Uh, pratyahara, excuse me, pratyahara, to withdraw one's, uh, an effort, with effort, to withdraw one's mind from other thoughts and in a general way focus it on Bhagwan. Pratyahara dharana, to concentrate in a more particular way on Bhagwan. Dhyan, mm-hmm. to enter into um, uh, extended meditation. Dhruvanu smriti, the meditation becomes uninterrupted and samadhi. But this again is a different kind of samadhi than what the yogis experience. Asam pragyata samadhi, nirvikalpa samadhi. This is a different kind of samadhi. Diva Goswami says if we want to understand the the Bhagavatam, well, Nard advised Vyas to enter into meditation on Krishna Leela and two chapters later in the seventh chapter Sutta Goswami describes what Vyas experienced in that meditation. What he experienced in that meditation, then, that must be the hub around which the whole of the Bhagavatam orbits. In other words, all the statements of the Bhagavatam have to, cannot be understood independently or in such a way that contradicts what Vyas experienced in his samadhi. And what he experienced in his samadhi was the very metaphysic. Uh, Name for which coined by Sanatana and Jiva Goswami, Achinta Beda Beda. In other words, in his meditation, it's described there in the seventh chapter, in the beginning of the seventh chapter, just two chapters ahead, that he saw in his meditation the Purna, Bhagwan, hmm, Sri Krishna, with all of his um, entourage, his internal Shakti, with his Swarup Shakti. Anarthapasamam sakshat bhakti yoga madhoksa. He saw, he saw the, he saw Bhagavan with his Sarup Shakti in his Leela. 
It's like seeing the moon and it shine. You cannot see Krishna, really, without his Rup Shakti. These descriptions of people seeing Krishna that don't include seeing Radha, Yashoda, Nanda, and so on and so forth. These are not real descriptions of Krishna. This is what defines Krishna. This is Krishna. Their love, the love that they personify, is non-different from Krishna. He corresponds with that. They are constituted of his Sarup Shakti. We hear the songs of, of the Vaishnavas in our lineage, and they describe Krishna and Lila, and they all they mention the different associates and so forth. And it's not just me and Krishna. No. To come in touch with Krishna is to come in touch with all of these things. So he saw that. Then he saw the jiva. He saw the maya shakti at a distance, separated. He saw the jiva, anartopasamamsakshad, troubled by false values, anartopasamamsakshad and bhakti yoga He saw the remedy, the essence of that surup shakti, bhakti, And on the basis of this, so on, he wrote uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. So, in other words, it could be about this, it could be about that, if you take a verse here or a verse there, but if you look at all those verses in relation to the trance of of Vyas, which makes perfect sense, well, this is where the Bhagavatam arose out of. The problem was, for Vyas, he hadn't written about Krishna's pastime sufficiently in detail, and in detail means not in external detail, but in detail means about the bhava that, that fuels the leela. Not the details of the different gopis' names and how they're dressed and so on and so forth. You can find that in other places. Hmm? Padma Purana, Haribam's Purana and so forth. Why Bhagavatam excels? That was already there. And still he wasn't satisfied. He hadn't written about the bhava that Really, dasya, sakya, vatsalya, madurjam. We study the pastime of the Christian, and we, we, we enter into experience of all of these things. Jiva Goswami cites this verse we're, we're discussing today in Bhakti Sandarbha with regard to Samaram, and he says, huh, he says, this is the kind of samadhi for those in dasya, sakya, vatsalya, madurja. They experience these pastimes. Generally, not for Shantarasa. This is a special kind of samadhi. And Bhagavatam is then Samadhi Bhasha. What language is it written in? Bhasha means language. It is the Samadhi Bhasha of Vyas. Therefore, as it was mentioned earlier, even though it may be imperfectly composed, Narada made a comparison. There may be literature that's perfectly composed that doesn't uh, glorify Bhagavan. It is useless. There may be literature that may be not perfectly composed grammatically and so on and so forth. There may be some error, but if it's full of descriptions of Bhagavan, it is perfect. One time, there was a German disciple of Bhakti Saraswati Thakur who was good at organizing, as Germans are. And so he was organizing different festivals and so forth. 
and so he approached uh, Prakasana Saraswati Thakur and said, Guru Maharaj, if you could give me like three days advance notice, at least, before the event that you want, then I could better organize the program. And Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasthi Thakur replied, as soon as I'm getting it, I'm giving it to you. As soon as the idea comes, as soon as the order comes, I'm passing it on to you. Hmm? And another occasion, uh, this is related, but this is more directly, he was asked if he could speak, he was speaking in English, he was asked if he could speak in Bengali by some of his disciples that they would better understand. In his lecture, he said, I'm not speaking in Bengali or in English. Whatever is coming down, is coming down. <laughs> it's coming out. This is Samadhi Bhasha. There may be a language that we put it in. We may arrange it as far as possible. Logically, we may try to use our external sense of head to organize the flow of that which transcends thinking and so forth, that it may be better understandable and so forth. But really, it is a conveying of the overflowing of one's heart that which does not lend itself to words, that which transcends mind and reasoning and so forth. It's a sharing of hearts. Hmm? Therefore, it, it's, it, it has some kind of, it's compelling. It's, uh, someone who is possessed of this, is, uh, their, 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 their company is, is, even if we don't understand the words, we think, he must know what he's talking about. She must have understood something. It, it, I find that that was compelling. But another disciple of Bhaktisam Sashitakur, Dr. Kapoor, Adikeshava Das, he was a, a Mayavadin, and uh, one of the sannyasi disciples of Bhaktisam Sashitakur tried to convert him, and he was unsuccessful in making arguments, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, Achintibeta Beta, over Advaita, and so forth. He said, anyway, I can't convince you, but my Guru Maharaj can. So I will arrange you come and have his darshan. So Dr. Kapoor said, yes, okay, I'll come. So a darshan was arranged, and he was placed in the room. He was an educated man, young man. And Bhakti Siddhanta came in alone, sat down, and Dr. Kapoor told me this. He said that Guru Maharaj Bhakti Siddhanta spoke for 45 minutes on the Brajalila with such feeling. He didn't address any arguments of philosophy of... Uh, Chinta Beta Beta versus uh, Advaita or anything like that. And then he got up and walked out. And I was converted, he said. I, th- I thought to myself, anyone who could have such feeling for the Braj Lila, then it, it must be worth, <laughs> worth pursuing, which is, of course, not the ideal of Advaitans. For the Advaitans, the Lila evaporates because they have no bhakti. <laughs> They think it evaporates, and it does for them. <laughs> and just to carry that story a little further, he told me, Dr. Kapoor said, many months later, then he went on tour with Bhakti Siddhanta. He invited them, Satyatthakur invited them to tour with him for six months. And six months after every class, he would ask any questions, and Dr. Kapoor would raise his hand, and Satyatthakur would ignore him. <laughs> and then he was sent for some seva, to some area, and the king of the of the area was in town, and he was hosting the Shankaracharya. There are four Shankaracharyas, uh, acharyas, that uh, uh, preside over the four different moths. 
monasteries established by Shankars is a long, long, long uh, tradition, thousands of years. So these guys are big sadhus. You know, they only bathe in the rivers and so forth, and big gyanis. So the king was holding an assembly, and the Shankaracharya was there to, to uh, speak. So it was right in the area where Dr. Kapoor was, and this was his previous orientation, Advaita and so forth. So he couldn't resist going, and he wanted to, to see if, if if he went and hear the talk and and um, I guess test the measure of his learning and conviction and so forth. So the Shankar, the Acharya was speaking, and, and then he asked for questions. And Dr. Kapoor, although Bhakti Siddhanta Sarsadhyakar had never directly addressed him with these arguments, found that he had so many objections to the, to the Acharya's points. And so he started asking them. And the Acharya came back and he said, but, and another one, but this and but that. And they were going back and forth and he said it was getting a little tense and all the king's men were there <laughs> putting their hand, this is a long time ago, hand on the sword. It's like this is an impertinent young man challenging the Acharya like this. And then he said, he said at a certain point, he changed the ground. They were arguing on the basis of the, of the Paramarthic reality and he changed it to the Vyabharic reality. And it's a complicated point, but then Dr. Poor thought to himself, ah, but you've changed the ground. In other words, I've got you. But he said, I didn't say anything. <laughs> but, but I knew that I had been gotten <laughs> by Bhaktisiddhanta Sarsitaka, by Krishna Leela, that, 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 that this Mayavadi has been retired. He realized it's been retired from my heart altogether. So samadhi bhasha, this is the sharing of hearts. And uh, this is what we find in Srimad Bhagavatam. There are some imperfections in the composition, but we are told by Nard, just a couple of verses back, not to think, not to let that get in the way. The compelling nature of, this, of, the, of the subject and so we find in the seventh chapter where the samadhi is described another thing. What do we find? We find then uh, the first uh, reference to the previous condition of Sugadev. Sugadev narrated the Bhagavatam Raj Parikshit and Sonaka heard it. Sonaka is telling this story here about Nard and Vyas. And when we come to the seventh chapter, he speaks about the nature of Vyasa's samadhi. And in the context of that, he, he describes how really his Siksha Guru, Sutta Goswami, or excuse me, um, Sukadev Goswami, was previously, he was Atmaram. He was self-satisfied. He was absorbed in Nirvikalpa Samadhi. Nirvikalpa Samadhi. Not Sabikalpa. means in yoga, there's a, you can... Use a prop, let us say. One thought. The mind is filled with so many thoughts, so many vrittis. So fix your mind on one thing. Hmm? For the purpose of retiring all the others, and then, when you've done that successfully, this is sampragyata samadhi, or savikalpa. There's some vikalp, some transformation in the mind hmm, based on that object one is uh, concentrated on, and then one releases the object, and nirvikalpa, 
asampragyata, same idea, nirvikalpa samadhi. So it's objectless, pure subjectivity, if you will, meditation. But Krishna Leela is not appearing in that kind of samadhi. Again, Krishna Leela is a kind of movement. It's of a different nature altogether, but the means for arriving at that type of samadhi is not such that it will afford one the experience of Krishna Leela. Therefore, the story of Sukadeva is, although he was absorbed in this, he heard from outside, not within, he heard from outside the pastimes of Krishna. He had gone to the forest. And Vyasa was disturbed because he, Vyasa wanted to teach him Srimad Bhagavatam. But he left home. He didn't want to be uh, have any uh, scope for being distracted. He was a Jivan Mukta by Maya. But Vyas sent a woodcutter from his ashram and he gave him verses, beautiful verses from the Bhagavatam to chant hmm? about Krishna Leela. So he would chant them in the forest and the hope of Vyas was that Sukadev would hear them and it would create a revolution in his life. Indeed, he, because his heart was pure, he heard those verses from outside, and it changed his meditation. Therefore, itam uh, said that the, the nature of those, the qualities of Hari, the leelas of Hari, are such, they are wonderful, such that people in Asam Pragyata Samadhi, Nirvikapa Samadhi, come out of that, hmm, if they have the good fortune to hear about it, good Sangha, hmm, and then pursue that dasya, sakya, vatsalya, madhurja. Sukadev pursued the madhurja. Hmm? So this is a different kind of uh, uh, samadhi altogether. All, all this is um, when bhava sudha sattva dise satma prema suryamsu samyavak. When a ray of the sun of prema in a prominent way, makes its ingress into the heart of the jiva, then chitta, what is it? It takes over the chitta. It's like if you took an iron rod and you put it in a fire, and then you took it out and touched someone with it. They wouldn't say, you touched me with an iron rod. You'd say, they'd say, you burnt me. So the mind is uh, retained, it's not dissolved, but it's taken over by this bhava, by the surup shakti. It means, means a particular combination of this surup shakti. It's samvit and it's ladini, which constitutes a certain kind of knowing. I know myself to be the friend of Krishna. I know myself to be the lover of Krishna. And a corresponding type of ecstasy, ladini, which corresponds with that type of knowing, all on the ground of Sudasattva, Sandini Shakti. So this ingress comes into the jiva and takes over his or her life and mind. And it's this is this is the whole idea of Daivim Prakriti Mashrita, how these sadhus are moving under a different influence. And then these leelas of Krishna, they you see they will manifest corresponding to the samvit and ladini of the uh, of the jiva who's who's in, in bhava bhakti this budding in other words we will see the leelas 
particular leelas that correspond with the kind of relationship we're developing. We'll see Bhagavan in a certain way. Certain qualities of his will stand out in Sakyaras. Certain qualities will stand out in Vatsalya Rasa. Certain qualities will stand out in Leelas will stand out in Madhurya Rasa. So there's a, there's a correspondence between one's relationship and the nature of the experience. Therefore, again, these things happen in Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, and Madhurya, and the cultivation of these things in Bhava Bhakti. And in Bhava Bhakti, that inner life is cultivated and one steps into this identity, Samvit and Ladini, and starts to participate, comes out, in and out. And in Surup City, they go in, they don't come out. Hmm? Then they take birth in Krishna Leela. Hmm? Then the Leela finishes, and then they go. This is the this is the, <laughs> the method. Hmm? This is this, these are the steps. Hmm? So Vyas here, he's now entering into this this kind of samadhi. He's experiencing the pastime. This is the basis then of the whole Srimad Bhagavatam. This is what what it comes out of. So just to be in, you see, that just to be in touch with this, just to have some contact with this kind of, this current that we heard this morning in, uh, in um, Madhuri Kadumbani, just to be in touch with that current, to be associated with that, to hear the person speaking the Bhagavatam, to see the person speaking the Bhagavatam. Probably to say, to touch the Bhagavatam. This can uh, this this does create a revolution in your life in time. Mm-hmm. This is the beginning of it. So this is Narad's instruction to be asked tonight. Any question? What's the time? Mm. We just passed. We just finished the Dhammaga verses. Mm. Which one? Samadrastakam. So that is the. He is describing that particular. Leela. He's meditating on that Leela. A song is coming out of that. That is his Leela Smarnam. And he's taking the shape of a song. And sometimes it's described that. He, verses came out over yugas, <laughs> over yugas, long meditation, such as the nature of one lila of Krishna, one part of one part of one lila hmm? can consume one entirely. Yes. I had a small question. Uh, so, how is the samadhi of Vyas different from like when a um, like when a spiritual master is in samadhi? Uh huh. The idea of the samadhi, we say put in samadhi means that the, that the guru passes, the acharya passes from the world, and so because his or her sadhaka deha, external practitioner's body, if you will, is fully absorbed in Krishna consciousness, it takes on a spiritual uh, qualities. It's it, it is, is somehow um, eternalized, if you will. Therefore, we venerate the picture of the previous Acharya, if we have one. And previous to being able to take pictures, then 
they would take, and we still follow this custom, the, the form of the guru, the acharya, and place the guru in a, in a, um, in a tomb, if you will. And we call the tomb a samadhi. It means that he or she has entered into the trance of Krishna Lila and is not coming out. Something like that. And this, then, the way in which we deal with the, the sadhus, uh, sadhaka deha, is different from the way in which we deal with those who have not uh, perfected their sadhaka deha. And the perfection of the sadhaka deha corresponds with the perfection of the siddha deha. This internal body for participating in Krishna Lila will manifest as we perfect our practitioner's body in terms of keeping it always in touch with objects, for example, and thoughts only for the service of Krishna. So, uh, who has not perfected their sadhaka deha, then traditionally they're cremated. Hmm? The body, the sadhaka deha, hasn't been perfected to the point that it will be um, remembered eternally and uh, venerated and so forth. And so we go to the samadhi, the tomb, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu demonstrated this. He, the, it's a very nice idea within bhakti, the idea being here that the parabdha, the manifest karma, is removed by the power of bhakti. Jnana cannot do that. Jnana can remove karma that has not yet manifest, but the parabdha karma, it cannot destroy. It has to... It has to play itself out. So the jnani in Jivan, uh, state of Jivan Mukti, uh, will witness the karma playing itself out. Whereas in the devotee's life, then the Sarup Shakti will take over the body hmm, for the purpose of Bhagwan. And so his body is, the, 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 the Prabhda karma is removed. The Chaitanya Mahaprabhu demonstrated this when he took the Thakur Haridas, who was from a bad karmic situation, right? he made him his Namacharya, the teacher of the chanting of the name, the example, and when he left the world, the Acharya Nam of Nam, Haridas said, I want one thing, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you please place your feet on my heart, let me look into your eyes and say, Sri Krishna Chaitanya as they pass from the world. So he had the city of being able to pass from the world whenever he wanted. Hmm? So he passed from the world, chanting Sri Krishna Chaitanya, looking in the eyes of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu then took his body, carried it himself, danced with it on the beach. Then he personally dug the tomb in the sand, or you know, started it, placed the body there and said, whoever worships this place, hmm? and thereby the body of the so-called militia outcast, mm -hmm. Haridas, they, their lives will become perfect. So he's saying here, his sadhaka day has become perfect. All the parabdha has been, karma has been removed by, by Harinam. It's, it's, it's a worshipable, Prabhupada used to call it something like a golden plated box compared to a gold box. Hmm? So if you were to plate it with gold, and for all intents and purposes, it's, it's a gold box. Hmm? Something like that. It's a great mystery, but you're involved in this as much as you're involved in bhakti. This, this transformation is taking place. Therefore, Mahaprabhu told Sanatana Goswami, 
who wanted to throw his body under the Rathiatra uh, cart and kill himself because he had open sores on his body that he'd contacted from drinking contaminated water in the Jarikanda in the jungle. And he knew from the, his previous meeting with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was affectionate and, and that he had embraced him at that time. So he was afraid that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, out of his affection for his devotee, will embrace me and my body is full of these offensive sores. And that I can't allow that to happen, so I want to throw myself under the cart. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, exercising his omniscience, said, you cannot throw yourself under the cart. I have many things I plan to do with, with your body. Hmm? Hmm. And Krishna is testing me, he said. Therefore, I embrace you. Because I should not see any defect, even if there appears to be a defect in the body of a Vaishnava. And he embraced him and all the sores went away, of course. That time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Dikshakale, right? Uh, Atma Samarpanam. When, uh, uh, at the time of initiation, when one surrenders oneself to Krishna, then his body, Chidanam Namoy, becomes full of, it becomes Chidanam Namoy, becomes full of consciousness and bliss. It's not a material body anymore. It's a unique form. It's not a, the body of a Buddha Jeev. Uh, a conditioned soul. It's not the body of a of a of a, of a uh, Siddha Day and Krishna Lila. It's a Sadaka Deha. It's it's very auspicious. Hmm? Of course, we have to live in the Sadaka Deha by doing Sadaka, which means making our the center of our life, our our sadhana as it should be. Does that help? All right, we we'll stop there. Grantaras Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Gaur Bhaktivinoda ki jai. Cool, pray, man,